Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Broadcasting from the SCORE Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Didn't have Thursday night football, so week 18 starts today. We've got playoff implications on 12 of the 16 games. Six different NFL teams in win and in scenarios, including that Bears-Packers game. A lot to unpack on this card. It's challenging to some, but the way I look at it, guys, I think there's an opportunity uh, more than a few of them. I actually have a lot of games that I absolutely love. And I know someone else in a similar situation because he always has a lot of games that he loves, including the national championship on Monday, which we will break down. It's regular visitor here on Early Odds. Ryan Horvat, co-host BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, sometimes heard right here on Sports Radio 670. The score, Horvy, we're, uh, we're almost there. A lot of things going to be decided tomorrow and today win totals, awards, and, of course, the important playoff picture. Um, A lot on the line for me. I love Week 18, to be honest. Even with the backup quarterbacks, you have teams win, get in. Like you said, you have player props to look at with incentives, although I think people go a little bit too crazy with some of those. Uh, Yeah, they do. uh, You know, (laughs) you get a great rivalry game, if you want to call it a rivalry game, with uh, the Bears and the Packers, and it actually means something. And it reminds me a lot of last season where Green Bay, all they have to do at home at Lambeau Field in January, win and get in. But uh, it didn't happen last year against Detroit, and I don't know that mm-hmm. it's going to happen this year against Chicago. And really quick before we get into anything, the Bears, the second half of the season, you know who they remind me of a little bit? Last year's Lions team. All of a sudden, a top 10 defense. Huh. Offensively, I don't know what you're going to do, what they're going to do with Justin Fields. But man, I mean, they've been hot the second half of the season and they look like an actual real NFL football team. And it's been a lot of fun to watch because I didn't know how it was going to go after the first couple of weeks of the season with Matt Eberflus this year. That's a pretty good call, man. And they're going to have an opportunity to add a number of impactful rookies. It's interesting. That's a pretty good call. Different build of the team, but you also have a top-notch receiver. Like there are a lot of, a lot of things that are similar. I don't know that the Bears are going to move up for a running back in the first round of the draft like the Lions just did. I'm thinking that 
next year bears to win the North is going to be a popular bet. I want to get to bears Packers. Of course, you're a diehard Packers fan. I want to get your perspective on this game. And yeah, I've been, I've been betting on the bears a whole lot over the last couple of months. And I'm, I'm glad I've been sticking with it. Pros love the bears. It feels like they're betting the bears every single week. We'll get to that in a minute, but I just want to talk about week 18 approach. We both mentioned that there is a lot of games that we really like. And I know for some people, they may be intimidated to pull the trigger because the majority of teams playing are backups or third string or fourth string guys. It's crazy. You know, the Browns are playing their fifth different quarterback of the year. Wild scene. But process-wise, is this a week, and I don't even know if you do this on a regular basis, but is this a week where not only are we going to be breaking down these full game numbers, but maybe you've got to take a look on more first half bets. Maybe you have to pay close attention, open those apps as the games are going on. When you expect starters to be pulled, like like you could see in the NFC East games involving the Cowboys and the Eagles, do we have to pay more attention to live wagering opportunities? Yeah, I think so, especially the first half bets. You know, like you mentioned, a team like Dallas, I really like this spot for Dallas. I know they're big favorites. I actually have some Dallas NFC East futures that a couple weeks ago, man, I thought were dead, even though, They're a really good team at home. We still don't know how good they are on the road. But in the first half, I think they would take care of business, try to get the starters out. I don't think there'd be any reason to play Dak Prescott. But I also, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, with Dallas a couple weeks ago in a blowout loss, Dak Prescott was out there in the fourth quarter. And I never fully trust Mike McCarthy and what his approach is going to be. But I think first half, first quarter numbers are a good look. Live betting options are a good look here. And also, you know, what I like to do is – Look at what's the drop off from the backup to the starter, the starter to the backup. Like Lamar Jackson is clearly the better option than Brett Hundley. But also for the Ravens, like we saw Brett Hundley win games down the stretch last season. He should have won a playoff game if he didn't try to reach into the end zone and fumble the ball away. So I just think you could find some overreactions in the market. And uh, like you said, there's always a lot of good live betting options or first half options, I feel. All right, let's dive into them. Uh, Bears Packers is, of course, where we're going to start. Uh, This one going down at Lambeau Field, it's been a long, long time since they've played. It went down in week number one, and it was Packers domination winning by 18. Jordan Love had a three-touchdown game, just like he had this past week. The Packers won the turnover battle before getting injured. Aaron Jones just dominated that contest. We've certainly seen him do that over the years in that series, but against a very different defense than what we're seeing right now out of the Bears. We know that they've clinched the number one overall pick. And I think it's funny, Horvey, some of the national people just going over the matchups. Okay, this team has motivation. This team does not. And people are looking at it and saying, oh, well, the Packers are going to be motivated because they are one of those teams in a win and in scenario. Factually, that's correct. But to look at the Bears and say, they're eliminated, they don't have motivation, is 100% inaccurate, man. Like We know with George McCaskey, nothing means more to him than beating the Packers. And that opportunity to block Green Bay from making the postseason is huge. Justin Fields fighting for his career. Eberflus, it looks like he's safe, but he's been fighting for his job for, for quite some time. The Bears have a ton of motivation, and I'd make the argument that they have just as much motivation as some of these teams that are trying to get into the playoffs. Absolutely. I know we're going to talk about some of these other teams, but 
this is why I love this week, man, because these teams that have been eliminated, a team like the Bears, not only is this a rivalry game, you have Justin Fields, like you said, playing for his career. You have Matt Eberflus. It looks like he's safe, but possibly coaching for his career. But this is going to be their Super Bowl for this year. They want to head into the offseason with some momentum, if you believe in that kind of stuff. Um, and also, if you go back since 1990, this seems so easy, right? Eliminated teams playing teams that need to win over the final couple weeks of the regular season. Yeah. The eliminated teams, 164 and four against the spread. That's a 61% clip. Now this week, we're going to see the Panthers plus four and a half against the Bucks. We're going to see the Cardinals plus three against the uh, Seahawks, the Titans plus five and a half against the Jags. And then we get the Bears. You know, it was three and a half. We're back down to three against the Packers. And so I grabbed the number with the Bears. I think they're actually going to win this game outright. I Woo! wish it was in Soldier Field in Chicago. But here's the thing. Offensively, Green Bay, you know, I didn't want to believe at first because this is a bad week to admit this, but I was a big Aaron Rodgers guy for the last nearly two decades. But Jordan Love has proven me wrong. Right now he's playing like a top five quarterback. I mean, he's been the best quarterback in the league the last couple of weeks of the season. He's limited the turnovers. He can make all the throws. But it's not the offense that I'm worried about for Green Bay. I think they're going to be able to put up points. Um, Aaron Jones came back, had a big game, like you said, last week against Minnesota. But I'm still worried about the defensive side of the ball. They're going to get a little bit healthier this week. It looks like Jair Alexander is going to be back out there. But look at some of these performances. What about the coin toss? He's going to be out there for that? Yeah, that's a great question, man. But look at here's here's the problem with the Packers defense. You have what eight, nine first round picks. It's the coordinator. It's Joe Barry. Uh -huh. I'm looking at some of these numbers. Week two against Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, 237 passing yards. Bijan Robinson, 124 yards on the ground. Week 10 against the Steelers. They lose that game, 23-19. Jalen Warren has his uh, first 100 rushing yard game of the season. He had 101. Tommy DeVito was NFC Player of the Week, had 158 passing yards, 71 yards on the ground. What is Justin Fields going to do against Joe Barry in this defense? Week 15, uh, Baker Mayfield had his best game in five years. 381 passing yards and a perfect passer rating. He was the first visiting quarterback to ever have a perfect passer rating at Lambeau Field. Only one other person had done that. Aaron Rodgers. Unreal. Uh, Bryce Young had his first ever 300-yard game against Joe Barry, Week 16. And the Panthers hung 30 points against that defense. So I think Justin Fields and that offense are going to have some success. You have DJ Moore pissed off. If you're into narratives, you know, saying that the Packers were talking a whole bunch of junk week one, I think he's going to have a monster game. I like to him to go over his receptions, yards, and score a touchdown. And I think the Bears pull off the upset the same way that Detroit did in Lambeau. Last oh, year. man, uh, that's not going to go over well if the Packers have this opportunity and uh, they end up losing to the Bears. Look, I'm with you 100%. Love the Bears at plus three. I think they can win this game as well. I was surprised that the way the Bears have been trending, that it, it was plus three and a half early on in the week. Maybe that was a bit of an overreaction to what we saw in the Green Bay-Minnesota game. I, I would think that that would be it because before that game was played, we were looking at one and a half. Like, okay. Yeah. And now we're at three, three and a half. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. The Packers defense has been putrid, man. And the Bears, for now half a season, legitimately a top five defense. And yep. Montez Sweat has made all the difference in the world. Fields is playing well right now. You kind of uh, went, went over it all. I think it should be much closer to a pick em, So you got to like the Bears. Before we get to the offseason, before we even yep. know what's happening with quarterbacks, head coaches, free agency, and all that, do you think you're going to bet the Bears win the North next year? I do. Unfortunately, I bet the Bears to win the North this year. You gave me a hard That's time. That's right. 
I was wrong. <laughs> I'm a Justin Fields believer. Well, maybe, maybe in the end you were right because look at how they're finishing the season. You can't erase that 0-4 start that they had. If you remove September, like the season's been awesome, but they do need to win tomorrow to go over on the win total. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if Luke Getzey's the guy, but I do like Matt Eberflus. He's not he's done with that defense. In fact, I know Luke Getzey's not that guy. The same way I know Nathaniel Hackett's not that guy. But so maybe you get a new play caller. I feel like what happens here is Justin Fields balls out and then the Bears are kind of, I'm not going to stay stuck with them because I really like Justin Fields. I would just like Justin Fields a lot more in Atlanta. And I'm not a fan. Like this isn't like a hot take or me trying to rip Justin Fields. I think he could win and I think he could win in Chicago. But here's the issue, man. Um, and I know you said we're going to get to the offseason, but I just keep thinking about this. Ryan Poles really doesn't have an attachment to Justin Fields. Ryan Pace Passes on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, selects Mitchell Trubisky. He's no longer, yeah. obviously, the general manager. If Caleb Williams ends up living up to the hype and being Patrick Mahomes or Drake May, the man, part. and Justin Fields kind of remains the same, hey, good quarterback, puts up good numbers, but just, you know, the fumbles, the interceptions in the fourth quarter, I feel like that's a tough look for Poles and maybe he's not around. And the Bears are in such a good situation regardless, though. Not only the draft picks, but the cap space. I kind of thought it was crazy, the move for Montez Sweat, but it makes complete sense. And look what they've yeah. done the second half of the season. And now they look like a team that's actually building culture. That's so important in this league, too, not to be cliche guy, man. But look at the teams that stink every single year. Look at Carolina right now. You have your owner dumping beer, dumping drinks on people. And right now, Chicago's kind of changing things around. I mean, you hear it in that locker room. But also, you also hear in that locker room, guys like DJ Moore say they want Justin Fields to be around next year. So maybe you don't mess with anything. But if I'm the general manager, I'm taking Caleb Williams, even over Drake May, who I love, even over Jaden Daniels, who I think could be Lamar Jackson, but more accurate if he puts on some muscle. But I just think you have to go Caleb Williams. Hate to say it, but I think that's the safe and smart pick. The tough part is you get to start the QB clock over, and that's not the only argument. How do you get the first pick in back-to-back years and not take a quarterback in your your teams, the Chicago Bears? That's a tough sell. Yeah, it's how you're going to be defined as a general manager at some point. And by the way, Kevin Warren isn't tied to anybody here either. That's the other thing. Like, I have no idea what his opinion is on anything. And I got another hot take. I love Marvin Harrison. He might be the best wide receiver in the league as soon as next year or the year after that. Call me crazy. I don't see a huge drop off from him and Malik neighbors from LSU or Dude. him and Roma yeah. Dunvier from Washington. I just feel like I don't know that you could take a wide receiver number one or trade back and take a wide receiver number three. If it's a year where you have a Caleb Williams or Drake may, cause man, next year we might be talking about somebody like Quinn Ewers. You know what I mean? Is the number one overall quarterback. And if Justin Fields regresses or just remains Justin Fields and your ceilings eight wins, whew, that's just, a, that's tough. I love Harrison, but it feels like there's a lot of tunnel vision with Mm -hmm. Bears fans right now in Harrison. It's like, get him at all costs. No, there are always multiple wide receivers. And I was actually taking a look historically, like what the value is of that top receiver and when do they end up going? And maybe Harrison's the unicorn. He ends up being a Hall of Famer. Then you don't regret that at all. But, you know, in the last 16 drafts, zero receivers have gone in the first three picks. Jamar Chase was the fifth overall pick. You know, Julio was a little bit later. A.J. Green was a little bit later. 16 drafts. You also look at guys that were in the top three. It was a bit of a different era. How awesome they were. Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson were top three from 2003 to 2007. My point being is maybe Harrison's the guy, 
but I don't know that you need to take him in the in the top couple of picks. Then maybe you could slide back if that's the route you go, and you could still get him a little bit later because it seems like right now general managers are not as important as that position is. They're not taking him in the top three over the last sixteen years. No, right. They're just really not, man. And Jamar Chase, like you said, the closest thing. Now, again, though, if Marvin Harrison ends up being Kelvin Johnson or Randy Moss, you don't care. Top yeah. three. Yeah, who cares? Care. Who even remembers where he went? But that, that's why the Bears are in such a great spot here, though. You could trade back. If you want to build around Justin Fields, you could get Marvin Harrison. You could get another pass rusher. You could get, you know, whatever the Bears really need. I thought that need would be more offensive line help. But the offensive line, that's the other thing. The offensive line, the second half of the season has been much better as well. So I think they're going to be in really good position. I will be betting on them to win the North again next year. All right, you could have had Jalen Carter. You need oh. to find one of those guys too. That's what you, you need. You could find a Jalen Carter with sweat. Ooh, man, watch out. Early odds of Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score. My guest this morning, Ryan Horvath, co-host of BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network. All right, Horvy, we're both on the afternoon game today. We've got two games uh, this afternoon. It's Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Tonight, it's Houston and Indianapolis, a big matchup. If Jacksonville loses tomorrow, the Houston Indy winner is going to win the AFC South. Uh, but let's talk about Pittsburgh, Baltimore. What's your angle? I'm not the biggest trends guy. I feel like I say that every time I'm with you here. But uh... I know, I know. Uh, you say that because what we're telling people is don't blindly follow trends, but sometimes they make sense, and once in a while they're actionable. So you're setting up like, okay, this one's actually important, and here's why. All right, so here's one that is important, and it's the Ravens. We talk about the Ravens in the preseason. The Ravens, and I just talked about culture, football culture, and Harbaugh's a great coach. I think the Ravens are the scariest team in the AFC. I have some Ravens futures. I have some Bills futures. We talked about this before the season. I have a whole lot of Lamar MVP futures that are looking pretty good. I kind of wish he was going to play for a half, but he's not going due to pad the stats a little bit. But the Ravens are 20-4 and four against the spread in their last 24 games as an underdog. 20-5 and five against the spread since 2018, which I believe is the second best in the NFL, um, right behind the Steelers. And when Mike Tomlin and Harbaugh meet, the underdog, 23-5-3 and three against the spread. Hunley's a serviceable quarterback. I think that the Ravens could even win this game outright. There's a lot to play for for the Steelers. They're still alive for the playoffs somehow. But I like Baltimore, man, as dogs here. And if OBJ is going to go, even if it's just for a half, not the biggest incentives guy, but I believe he needs five receptions for a 250K bonus. Yep. He needs touchdowns for another 250K. I don't know about those two touchdowns, but I'll be taking the receptions, especially because, and this could be a big mistake for OBJ and our Ravens futures. It looks like they're going to be running a boat to kind of uh, relax, take some time off before the playoff run. So if he's spending all that money on the biggest boat in Baltimore, I think he's going to need that 250K. So give me OBJ receptions if he does go. Um, and he's going to play for at least a half. And I love, love, love Baltimore. Loved him at four. Like him anything over a field goal. Here's another trend for you. In this series, you mentioned this series about the underdog, but in Pittsburgh, Baltimore, when the number's at least a field goal, which it is, we're, we're knocking on four now, the underdog is 19-2 and two against the spread. 19-2. and two. You just take the dog every time, especially if it's at a field goal. And Tyler Huntley has had plenty of opportunities to fill in for Lamar. And yep. he's been just fine. This is a team that prides itself on its depth. Like, you can only sit so many guys. That's the other thing that you need to take a look at. Like, yeah, there are going to be a lot of impactful, important players that are going to be sitting this weekend. But you know what? You can't sit all the starters. You can't. 
look at how successful they've been in the preseason. 24-game winning streak finally ended this preseason. I'm not taking Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph to win on the road by margin against any team in the NFL. So I'm with you, man. You've got to take Baltimore plus four. Love the Steelers when they're dogs. If Mason Rudolph here is catching four points, uh, I'll bet the Steelers, like you said, I'll go the other way. But it just it seems to be that easy. You just take the dog in this series, and it's worked out for like the last decade plus. Yeah, totally accurate. So we're on the same page with the Bears and also with Baltimore for today. Horvy, sit tight. I want to go over the Sunday card and Monday's national championship. That's next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Both of us on X by our names. Simple that way. At Joe Ostrowski for me, at Ryan Horvat for Horvy. you've got 670 the score and the odds. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. See app. Back with you here on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670. The score, guest this week, Ryan Horvath, drops by on a regular basis right here on Early Odds. Find him on BetMGM tonight, weeknights on the BetQL network. All right, Horvy, we rattled through a couple, well, I shouldn't say rattled through. We went in depth a little bit on Bears-Packers, and then we went over today uh, that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. Now we need to rattle through a bunch of contests that we like as far as tomorrow, and then we'll get to Michigan and Washington. You're the guest. Start us with tomorrow. What's your favorite play? Okay, so let's actually, you know what? I like a total. I'm going to go Jets-Pats, uh, which uh, I believe currently is 30 and a half. If, if that goes below 31, I believe that's the lowest total since 2005, and that was Bears Steelers, and I think that closes at 30, and we have snow, cold, and uh, Pittsburgh wins that game 21 to nine. I like the under in that game. And I kind of like the Jets, to be honest. I know the Jets haven't beat the Pats since 2015. I believe they're one and 18 straight up. Uh, I was leaning the other way. I'm going to stay away from that one uh, side, but I'm going to bet the under in Jets, Pats, anything over 29, I think is too many points in that game. I think that's going to be like a 10 7 game. And then let me throw out a side I really like here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to continue to go to. Uh, the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, who since they've benched Tommy DeVito look much better on the offensive side of the ball. I just like that was a fun story for a couple weeks, but I'm more of a Tyrod Taylor guy. And I'm worried about the Eagles, like the Eagles secondary. They never really fixed that slot corner position. And then the middle of the field, you could just absolutely torch the Eagles. 
I like the Giants to keep this game close at home. Divisional game, Philly not trending in the right direction. I think uh, the Giants, this is going to be their Super Bowl. So give me them plus four and a half here. All right. First on uh, the Jets-Patriots game, I'm not on this game. If I'm betting a side, I'm going with the Patriots and Belichick's last game, most likely with that team. You mentioned a long winning streak, but I don't I don't really love it. Yeah, the, the total is so disgusting. You've got terrible offenses, pretty strong defenses on both sides. So I guess the under's the play, but I'm going to steer clear of that one. However... I like the Giants a ton. That is one of my favorite plays. I had this one written down as well, plus five and a half. It wouldn't surprise me if this uh, number ticks down uh, before it kicks off tomorrow. Man, I've been betting on the Giants a lot. It's strange. been betting on the Bears, betting on the Giants, and both have been working out. The Giants have now covered five of their last six. This line was 13 and a half two weeks ago in Philly, and now we're sitting at it getting close to maybe a field goal. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are a disaster right now. They have that 10 and one start and nobody was buying it. Nobody. This is, this is where the betting market and fans were right. Like, okay, I see what you are. Yes, it's a great record, but you're not that good. And then that's what you get with the course of a season. Yep, they showed us who they are. They've now lost four of five, a negative 42 point differential in those five games. It looks like, once again, we're not going to have a repeat winner in the NFC East. That's been the case since 2004. It was just screaming desperation when they make that announcement that Matt Patricia is now going to run the defense. And then what happened last week? The Cardinals didn't punt in the game. Give me the Giants at home as a sizable underdog in a divisional matchup. Totally with you on that one. I'm going to throw out another underdog, and that's what my card is mostly filled out with, underdogs. Yeah. I'm going to go another home dog, all divisional matchups this week. I'm going with the Titans. I know a lot of questions about the status of this player or that player on the Jags offense. That's all valid. Jaguars need a win to win the division. And like the Bears conversation, Horvy, with the Titans, people are looking at them and saying, oh, they're eliminated. They have the seventh pick in the draft right now. They could move up. Is Vrabel going to be there next year? I wonder if this is his last game. It's looking like it's going to be Derrick Henry's last game, and he's plus money for an anytime touchdown. And then D-Hop has a bunch of incentives. Quarter of a million for seven receptions or more. Another quarter of a million for 49 yards or more. I think we're going to see some fight out of the Titans, and when we do, they're a great underdog to play on, getting a bunch of points. Let's stop acting like the Jaguars' problems are gone because they won last week against Carolina. They had a, a four-game losing streak, and they were one for five in the red zone in that win. I'm not saying that their issues are fixed. I'm betting on the Titans. I think there's a chance that they win this game outright. Yeah, I bet some really bad numbers in the AFC South with the Jags. You know, they had the playoff win, even though Trevor Lawrence threw four picks uh, against the Chargers last year. I thought that they were going to be, especially in a weak conference, a weak division, I thought they might be a 12-13 win team, and I was wrong. And I expected more from the pass rush, which is kind of just in the middle. And the thing that scares me when I bet Tennessee is their offensive line has been awful, but I just... I don't know how much pressure they're going to be able to get in this game. And also Tennessee, man, they've had the lead in the fourth quarter in five of their last six games. They're not getting blown out. They've blown games. They blew the game against uh, the Texans, the Colts, the Seahawks. It's Mike Vrabel. And you look at the Jags right now, dead last in rushing success rate since week 13. That means Trevor Lawrence, who's banged up right now, is going to have a ton of pressure on himself to get this, to get this win. And 
man, I don't know if they're going to be able to run the ball. So give me the Titans, and I'm a little worried they win this game outright. So it's the perfect hedge or middle. So I'm with you on Tennessee. I really like them. Uh, in my perfect world, Jim Harbaugh gets the job done on Monday, leaves Michigan to go back to the NFL, and then Mike Vrabel goes to Michigan and takes over as head coach. What do you Ooh, think about that? <laughs> wow, that would be fascinating. Harbaugh's going to the NFL, right? Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. Especially after he won the semifinal matchup. It wasn't going to be the third straight year where he loses that game. Why don't we do that? Let's jump to Michigan-Washington on Monday. It's four and a half. Total has not budged at all. I find that kind of interesting. 55 and a hook. I've got an angle on that one. But four and a half, this number's short, right? Yeah, I like Michigan in the game. Um, I really liked Washington against Texas just because I thought that was the worst matchup for Texas in the college football playoff. Because Texas on paper was pretty much a perfect team, except for their secondary. And then you're going against three NFL wide receivers and Michael Penix who can make every throw. But a lot of people, a lot of analysts are telling on themselves this week. I think Michael Penix is great. Mm -hmm. um, I think he could be a pretty solid NFL quarterback. But like when we're making Mike Vick comps, like Michael Penix in college football years is 30 years old. He's 24 years old. He's had a bunch of injuries. He could barely move outside the pocket. I know he used his legs against Texas a little bit, but he's not as durable. And in this game, I think Michigan's going to get a ton of pressure on Penix, kind of like we saw in that second half of that game against Oregon in the regular season. They're going to beat him up a little bit. And Michigan has one of the best defenses in the country. I know they gave up some explosives against Alabama. I just think that Michigan's going to be able to dominate this game in the trenches, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball all game long. I think it's going to be a lot of Blake Corum, four or five-yard carries, drain that clock keep Penix and that offense on the sideline. And I like Michigan to win by at least a full touchdown. I don't think it's a slam dunk like Georgia was last year against TCU, but I do think the number is right. short and I like Michigan a lot. I mean, I bet some Michigan money line uh, when this opened, I still like Michigan at four and a half. I think that this is their year. And I also think JJ McCarthy is going to use his legs. If you're into player props, I like his rushing yards. I like Blake Corum's rushing yards, although that number continues to go up. And uh, I just oh, think this man, that's been really hammered. Good spot. good spot for Michigan here. I agree with you, but my stronger opinion is on the total. If you're, if you're playing the total, it's kind of like, no matter how you think the game goes, what is Washington's ceiling offensively? Because if they get to a certain mark, it's probably going to fly over, right? And th that's where I'm at on this. They kind of put it in the middle between the two semifinal games between Alabama-Michigan, which was on the lower end, and then, of course, a very high-end Texas and Washington sitting there in the middle, 55 and a half. I do think Penix is good enough that even though it's a tough matchup, that they're going to get some offense going at some point. And if Michigan's going to cover, that tells me that this is going way over. I like the over even more than the side. How about you? I like the over as well. I mean, I think Michigan could score 35 to 40 points in this Absolutely. game Washington defense. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, because it's not only Blake Corum, and if they could ever get Donovan Edwards going on the ground, that would be great for Michigan. But you have a really strong offensive line. You have J.J. McCarthy, who we all think J.J. McCarthy will be back at Michigan. But who knows, man, if he has a 350, 400-yard passing performance, maybe he's in the league. Maybe he's a first-round pick. Harbaugh already calls him the best quarterback in Michigan history. So I think they may look to pad his stats in the second half if they could get a one-score, two-score lead. Yeah, I like the total a lot in this game. I don't think Washington's going to be able to be uh, completely shut out against that Michigan defense. No. Alabama was able to make some plays. So I'm with you on the total. I like the over, but love Michigan here. That's Ryan Horvat. Bet MGM tonight. If you missed the Bears-Packers portion of our conversation earlier, a reminder, a diehard Packers fan 
says Bears to cover, Bears win, right? Bears cover, Bears win, <laughs> Bears win the NFC North next year. Yeah, man. Oh, Bears. Packers out. Oh, that would be that would be just glorious, my man. All right. Horvey, best of luck this weekend, and uh, we'll catch up during the playoffs. All right. Thanks for having me. With the field almost set, let's look at some Super Bowl numbers and NFL awards up for grabs this weekend. Find me on X at Joe Ostrowski. All that next on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 The Score. And This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Odyssey app. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and read the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Sports Radio 670. The score hanging with you Saturday mornings 8 to 9. And guys, you are going to want to be here throughout the playoffs. Great time of the year. NFL playoffs just a week away. Of course, we've got Championship Monday coming up in college football. And before you know it, it feels like, oh, everything's going to go away once the football season ends. No, no. It's going to be a quick transition with the longer season over to March Madness. Ton of fun. Be here every Saturday. And also here every Saturday, our friend Jim Miller, weekly contributor from Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, week 18 is here. A lot of people confused on how to attack it. I love it because it's a different spin on the season. And then Monday's going to be wild, man. It's going to be all the playoff matchups set, the college championship game. And I think there's going to be upwards of nearly 10 coaches looking for a job, but it doesn't look like Ibraflus is going to be one of them. And I don't think he should be one of them. Honestly, the way they've played the second half of the season, the defense has played so much better. The, the team as a whole has played so much better. So I don't mind that. I'm really curious to see, Joe, what they're going to do with the number one pick in the draft. Do you trade that? Do you get so many other number ones? Or do you choose to use that pick? So that'll be the really intriguing te- thing. But again, Joe, the NFL dominates in-season, off-season, playoffs. It doesn't matter. This is now the year-round sport. My Eberflus opinion is tied to the quarterback. And maybe it's not fair. The first month of the season did happen. That's on his record. And it took him a long, long time, way too long, before he got a win in the division. Are you making a change at quarterback? 
if you're keeping the quarterback and you're keeping Eberflus, okay, that's not something we ever see. Back-to-back years, number one pick, you're not going quarterback with either of those selections. But what I don't want is what we've seen our entire lives, Jim. Make a change at quarterback. Here's the next quarterback of the future. And you're going to be stuck with Matt Nagy for a year. You're going to be stuck with this guy. Uh, well, we'll ma- if it's bad, we'll make a change. The priority should be putting the quarterback in a position to succeed. And by continuing to change the offense like they do under every quarterback they bring in here, they put them in a bad, bad spot to start their careers. And I'm with you. I wouldn't change the quarterback either. Because here's the thing, too. Well, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying keep fields. I'm just saying it. my decision on Eberflus is tied to what you're doing sure. with the quarterback. Sure. And, and, and I think it does have to stay that way, Joe, because here's the thing. When you look at Justin Fields, you don't have to do anything with him right now. You don't have to extend him. You don't have to even give him the fifth-year option right now. If you build around him, like you said, look at what you can do. Get the lines better. Get some better stuff around him to be able to work with. Montez Sweat, great addition. DJ Moore, great addition. And you still ended up with the number one. And you know what, Joe? Each and every year, you're going to have that next new big quarterback. Yeah, it's amazing. We have one game left, and I have no idea what they're going to do. What I don't want is a sample size of one deciding it, but maybe that's where we're at right now, where the organization is so torn. Uh, We shall see. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score weekly contributor Jim Miller here. All right, let's take a look at Super Bowl. You had matchups on the mind, and it's interesting. Of course, the number one seeds are the first and second favorites for the Super Bowl. The uh, San Francisco 49ers price just above two to one. Then you've got the Baltimore Ravens. Some people think that the Ravens should be the favorite since they destroyed San Francisco. They're around plus 350. Then you knock down to the next tier, nine, 10 to one range, Dallas, Buffalo, KC. And then after that, it, it drops down to Philadelphia, 12 to one, Miami, 14 to one. You know, the Browns are a dangerous team. They're locked into that five spot. They're 35 to one. I also think the Rams have a high ceiling. They're 60 to one for the Super Bowl. But what are you thinking, Jim, as far as teams that can meet up? Here's that, uh, the thing that I really like, Joe, is the fact that you can look at Super Bowl matchups and get odds on them as well. So it's really making that determination of who you do like. And to me in the AFC, there's only two teams right now that I do feel can represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and that is Baltimore. And the other one is the team that's not even in yet, and that's Buffalo. Because I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. And then in the NFC, to me, it just comes down to who that matchup is. And I only think there's really three teams, and it may only be two in the NFC. San Fran and Dallas, maybe Philly, but the way they've been playing, you don't know. But here's the thing, Joe. You look right now, a Buffalo-Dallas Super Bowl matchup, you can get odds of 25-1 to right now. Buffalo-San Fran, about 9-1. to But even Baltimore-Dallas is sitting at 10-1. Throw Philly into the mix, it's a little bit longer odds. But it's something where you may want to jump on that now. If you're a believer in the Buffalo Bills, because they're not even in yet, you might be able to catch a little bit better odds. All right, so what you said about the AFC, Baltimore and Buffalo, I agree. I agree. Now, there are teams that could make it that we're not mentioning, like Kansas City if they get on track, but we've been waiting all season. Yeah, they could, and they've been there before. What's it been like five straight AFC championship games or something like that? And I've talked about on the show, I've been adding Bill's futures when the numbers were much more appetizing. Well, that's what's so interesting, Jim. In the game today, 
if the Ravens lose, that's part of the equation of keeping the Bills out. So are the Ravens going to try to lose intentionally today? I, I think that's an interesting angle. I don't think so, but it's fascinating because they are the most dangerous team in the AFC. Totally agree there. On the NFC side, of course, everybody will say San Francisco, and I don't think they're wrong. They're the best team in the NFL right now, and they are priced that way in the betting market. I don't think Philadelphia can make the Super Bowl. I'm so down on them. Yeah, you mentioned them, and maybe it was for, for odds, but everything I've seen from them defensively, the Cardinals didn't punt last week, and there are problems on offense. The only thing they have going right now is a tush push. What happened to the great tandem of receivers that they have? The run game compared to last year, basically non-existent. Even in a softer NFC, I don't think Philly can go all the way. A team that you not you did not mention, as far as like dark horses, I think Cleveland in the AFC and the LA Rams in the NFC could go on some sort of a run. If I'm, say, Detroit as a three seed, and this is how it would line up at the moment, I don't want to see Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford coming into my house in that wild card game. How much are you going to beat each other up in a game like that, too? And then to be able to have an extended playoff run. Because yeah. there are some matchups that are massive matchups that are going to come up early where I think that could dictate things to make things actually a little bit easier on the one seed. And you make a great point, too, about Baltimore. What do you do? Do you rest everybody? And you can say, hey, we're going to play our heart, our hearts out on Saturday. But here's the thing. If we're playing our second or third stringers against their number one stringers, that could be a problem. Baltimore may put it into the mix where even by trying, they may still lose and it could affect Buffalo. Even with backups in, they could still win. Remember, this is the team that had the 24-game winning streak in the preseason. Like They pride themselves on the depth that they have, and Tyler Huntley has stepped in in the past when Lamar's been injured and been, and been just fine. Uh, the thing about the Ravens, we haven't seen it from Lamar yet in the playoffs. That's going to be the interesting storyline uh, moving forward for darn sure. We always mention Survivor on the show, so I want to keep you updated. In the pool that we talk about, which started with 1,721 entries in mine, uh, last week there were six left. And Jim, three different NFL teams were selected. They all got their games right. So now we're in the final week, six left. We have a second vote on a chop. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to chop it? Do you want to chop a little? Something to play for? For the second straight week, one holdout. They are playing on uh, for the big prize. So that's going to be really interesting to watch. Some interesting scenarios. Like, this is where game theory has to come into play. There's one guy that has Jacksonville available. Everybody else has used them. Them as a sizable favorite. Like, I like Tennessee in the game against the spread. But if you have Jacksonville available and you're in a survivor and you're down to like six where you're the only team that can take them, one of the heavier favorites of the week, I think you've got to go that route. No doubt. Not only do you go that route, but then you hedge your play on the other side on the money line and make sure you're cashing big. That person's in a perfect position. That has to be the one, Joe. And with those hedging questions, I get those on X all the time, too. Like, people don't know what to do, how to handle it. Thing is, once you start hedging, you can't stop because you don't want to hedge one week and then not hedge the next week. And then that's the, the week that you get eliminated. It, it's always dicey there. But another approach would not be hedging on the money line. You hedge on the spread, and then maybe you get both sides. Maybe your team wins. And you cover on the other side that you were hedging. So uh, certainly some different approaches. Can't wait to see 
how that ends up playing out over the weekend. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A few more minutes with contributor Jim Miller here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And Jim, we've been talking about awards throughout the season. I actually think there are a few that come down to this final week. Now, the coach of the year one is interesting. I don't think we'll see a change. I expect it to be Kevin Stefanski. I just disagree with the pricing. And what we're seeing right now is minus a thousand, one to ten. Stefanski, the big favorite. You know, maybe there's a path where Ryan's, D'Amico Ryan's wins the division or Shane Steichen. Uh, Dan Campbell has fallen off, man. He was the favorite most of the season. He's completely fallen off. Uh, McVeigh's also out there. A super long shot. Just want to get your thoughts on this. There's one sports book that has this number. As much as I like the Bills, they could lose as a road favorite tomorrow night. What if the Dolphins win as a dog to the Bills? What if the Dolphins are the two seed? Can Mike McDaniel, a guy that's been a top two favorite all season long, still win it? He's 85 to one. That's a massive price. And here's the thing, too, that I want to ask you about, because we've talked about this time and again. This is the top three voted category, correct? Correct. When you look at it, even if people aren't voting him one, I think he's going to be included in the top three. But it's also a subjective category, too, Joe. And when I say that, you tend to wonder if things like the importance of the in-season documentary of Hard Knocks following the Dolphins is something that could possibly draw some voters in because you feel like you know him a little bit more. You see what's going on behind the scenes. You see what happens. You see the fact that the Dolphins have always been a terrible team in the cold months, in December especially, and at the end of the season. If they pull off a victory in this game and they're the number two seed, that's going to be another victory in something where they've turned the tables on what's been a bad trend. So why not? There's no reason why you couldn't consider him and if they're the two seed, I think he definitely merits a look. Okay, two more up for grabs as far as I'm concerned this week. Comeback player of the year. Flacco's not playing. He's the second favorite. As the week's gone on, Tamar Hamlin has become a bigger favorite. I see him from minus 250 to minus 300. Earlier in the week, Jim, he was minus 130. So since we found out that Flacco's not playing, even though it was common sense, Hamlin's become a much bigger favorite. Flacco just five games played. Damar Hamlin, five games played, but we, we have this the story there. So Hamlin's a favorite, and it probably can't change, but it doesn't mean the voting's going to be different. I've seen a lot of voters publicly state that they think Joe Flacco's the comeback player of the year. There's another one. You've got to line up three different guys. How are they going to do that? Is Baker going to be in the top three? Probably. Will Stafford? Yep. Not sure about that. And then the other one, Jim, which I think is on the line, and I'm surprised by the amount of value that's available. The Rams are sitting all their guys, right? They're big dudes. They're not sitting Puka. Here's the reason they're not sitting Puka. He is now tied for the all-time record rookie receptions with Anquan Bolden. He needs one catch to set that record, and he is 28 yards behind Bill Gorman for the most receiving yards by a rookie. So he's going to be out there. He's going to set both of those records, and he is plus 450 for Offensive Rookie of the Year. We remember C.J. Stroud recently missed a couple of games. The Colts could easily win that game this weekend. Could Puka steal it? I think he can in this last week. Yeah, and the impact of what you're going to see is going to have that because I do think Puka is going to be out there solely for that purpose. 
to get both those records and then he'll be off the field and then he'll be done. But he, they're going to get him that record. They're going to do everything they can to get him that record. Looking towards Stroud, like you said, you missed a couple games. If they miss the playoffs, I think Puka can take it only because you have the amazing mm-hmm. run that the Rams have gone on to get into the playoffs. And Houston was the team you're talking about. We're talking about C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, everything regarding that team. And all of a sudden, they have tailed off a little bit, and I think they're vulnerable this weekend. So that is a category that can definitely change. All right, Jim, what about the horses today? Three horses to play across the board. Turfway Park, race six. We're going to bet the four quarrymen across the board at five to one. Santa Anita, race eight. We're going to bet the two slider across the board. And Fairgrounds, race nine, bet the five ovoir across the board and make some money and bet it on the championship game for college football. Uh, you believe it? Next week when we uh, chat, we're going to be talking about Super Wild Card Weekend. It's going to be awesome, Jim. Thanks. So awesome. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate Jim and Ryan Horvat for hopping on the show this morning. Check out my weekday show, BetQL Daily, weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m. on the BetQL Network, which you can find on the Odyssey app, Twitch, YouTube, and 105.9 FM HD2. Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw is next. Cash those tickets and keep it locked right here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.